What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 14 of the Punching Down Podcast. I am your host, Danny Paulischuk. I'm still here in Florida. I'm sure you're wondering, what the fuck am I doing here? I mean, you're probably not even wondering, why would you even give a shit what I'm doing here? I, I have made a number of poor decisions. That's what's happening. Last week, I was supposed to go back to New York. And then at the last minute, I was like, they, there was like, because obviously all the protesting and shit, and then there was a cur- 8 p.m. curfew, and then they were going to open the beach here, right beside where I'm staying, and I was like, you know what, I'd be stupid to go back to a place where everything's closed, and there's no beaches, and there's a curfew, and then they, uh, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to stay here a little bit longer, and then they started imposing tons of curfews here, there was... There and so they do it. So New York, which I mean, curfews are ridiculous. The idea of a curfew anywhere in America because people want to peacefully. Pro- and I mean, I guess peaceful is is up for debate whether the protests were peaceful, but they were mostly peaceful. They were absolutely mostly peaceful. But so in New York, they're like it's an eight p.m. curfew. Curfew is eight p.m. Here they were like, okay, there's a there's a eight p.m. curfew. Then it was, I believe, a ten p.m. curfew. Then it went to midnight. Then they're like, okay, the curfew's at midnight. Granted, there were not even really there were a couple protests here like last week. There was like a cop car got lit on fire. Some people were marching on the highway. Other than that, it was pretty chill, especially for what's going on all over the U.S. This one in Miami was pretty chill. But so they, uh, the curfew was 12, and then all of a sudden on uh, Friday night, last Friday, the curfew was supposed to be 12 or even 1, and then at 8 p.m., the county mayor, because they have like a city mayor, and then the county has its own mayor, the county mayor, who supersedes, I guess, the city mayor is like, yeah, the, the curfew is now... Uh, a 10 p.m. At 8 p.m., they're like, it's 8 p.m., and I was like going out for food, and so then, and there's like nine at this point when I found out, I think like they announced it at eight, but like, I don't, you don't know about it right away. So then someone was like, yeah, we're, we're, we're going out, but it's like a 10 PM curfew. And then we got to the restaurant and, uh, they were just like, fuck this. We're not closing, but they could have, there was, a, I saw some guy, some restaurateur on Twitter, uh, from Miami who was like, you know what? He's like, you guys can arrest me or whatever. You guys can shut me down. I'm not shutting down this bullshit. And then they actually came to his restaurant and shut him down for violating a curfew. He was like in some chill neighborhood. Nothing was going on. So these motherfuckers are power hungry, but I'm here for one more week and then back to New York City where everything's closed still. Well, actually, they started today uh, in New York City. It's Monday right now. Monday night. uh, They... They started doing uh, phase one. Phase one is in is in effect. Phase one of reopening is in effect in New York City, which, as far as I understand, all that means is that they can start construction again. If you live there, like, you're not, nothing, it doesn't seem like much has changed. You still can't go to a bar. No bars, no restaurants until at least mid-July at the very earliest. Uh, they have a, it's like a phase, a four-phase plan from what I read, too, where Bars and rest, full bar restaurant opening is the last thing. It's literally going to be the very last thing. Uh, so that's exciting because maybe I'll get to do stand up comedy in New York City at some point in this year. I don't, I don't fucking know. I did see that Michael Che though. He um, and and a couple of few people I know, comics. They uh, he did like some just last minute show where he stood on a pickup truck in a parking lot. Looked pretty packed. Looked like there were a few hundred people there. So that was cool. But 
he's famous, so he can kind of make that happen. I uh, cannot. So it's going to be a bit. It's going to be a bit before comedies are back. Um, but thank God I have podcasting because honestly, this is at least some sort of avenue for creativity. You know, as 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 little as it seems, but it is. You know, it's something. Um, seems like the protests are over, by the way. The only protest I can really see that's still uh, kicking is in Seattle. Uh, at least, like, anything crazy. I know there have been, like, or maybe the media is just not covering it as much, but it seems like it's mostly done with. The looting seems to be done, although right now, as we speak, there's a protest in Seattle, and the Seattle Police Department has just abandoned the East uh, Precinct. So, uh... I guess they boarded it up. They literally boarded it up and then just bailed on it. They, they basically gave it back to the people. So now people are outside of the this Easter East Precinct in Seattle, but there's no cops inside. Uh, and they've also, they started arresting a lot of the looters. That's like, that news is starting to slowly trickle in. Is like, like the, so they, they arrested this guy today who, uh, the first police station in Minneapolis that got lit on fire where they just remember like that was the first night where you're like, oh man, shit's getting out of hand. They're really losing control here. They just let them burn down a fucking police station. They they arrested this dude. He was literally wearing police body armor when they found him. He had like all this like police gear on him. He had like an earpiece and I think cuffs and all this equipment literally on him. Like he was wearing a fucking piece of body armor. So it's like, yeah, way to like conceal your crime, you dummy. But so anyways, they arrested him. So it seems like it's coming to an end a bit. I mean, there has been, you know, they've, there has been some, um, some positive things that have been coming of it, I guess. I mean, not, I guess, you know, they arrested all those police officers in Minneapolis, uh, which is definitely a positive thing. They, uh, there has been some real changes to police department budgets are starting to get, I guess, slashed. They're talking Minneapolis. This is a crazy one. Uh, Minneapolis is basically like, t- I think today, because there's all this talk about defunding the police and all that nonsense, which defunding the police, because it's been going around a lot. Trump basically said today, he's like, there's no way we're defunding the police. And then Biden's like, yeah, I don't think we're going to do that either. Um, but I feel like people don't, they're not clear about what that even really means, defunding the police. Because defunding the police... Uh, I don't think they're saying we're getting rid of the police. Although in Minneapolis, they did basically say that like we're going to start the process into looking into getting rid of the police. Where you're like, I think you're going to want some police. They even like were talking to some politician and they're like, what happens? What are you going to do if like a shootout starts? And they're like, we're going to call the police. You're like, but what happens if there is no police? But so again, I guess there's a real discussion, which is what an overreaction. Like I get like, obviously what those cops did was horrible and cops definitely are like, there is just, there's this whole thing where cops have become like this quasi military and you know, they just, they don't behave like the serve and protect thing is such an outdated notion because the fact is, is that police budgets, like everything else constantly go up. They they go up nonstop like they, you know, and it's not like they're going out, you know, they're doubling every year. They maybe go up a few points, a few percentage points every year, but that compounds over time. But the problem is that crime in America has been steadily decreasing. Like crime is like at some of the lowest points it's been in like, I don't know, 30 years. It's really low. It's like, we're back to like, you know, 1950s, 
white picket fence kind of levels of crime, but yet the budgets of these police departments continues to increase. So then police are basically forced to manufacture crimes because otherwise they don't have anything to do. So, which is why, you know, you get pulled over for bullshit and probably why they were writing people fucking tickets nonstop for paddle boarding and going to the beach during all this coronavirus nonsense. But so the defunding of the police thing is not getting rid of the police. Uh, it's just, you know, taking money away from them that they really don't need. Like they, there's way too many police officers. And especially if you, you know, if you start just modifying like certain, I don't know, I'm not gonna say illegal activity, but like if you start making things a ticket instead of, you know, uh, needing police, like they, I'm sure every police department in America would not have a single issue with losing 10% of the officers. Like, I don't think crime would go up at all. Again, crime has been going down and not, and I guess some people would say, well, it's because there's so many police, but I doubt that. I would just guess that, I don't know, it's just crimes going down because less people are committing crimes or I don't know, but I don't think it's because of the amount of police because then couldn't you theoretically just double the amount of police and just get rid of all crime altogether? But I don't think so. And this is, you know, a lot of the reason why George Floyd died was because of, uh, this stuff, by the way, the George Floyd thing, this has probably been one of the more, it's probably one of the most confusing things I've ever done in my life. So I was on Twitter on the weekend. I'm not proud of this, by the way, at all. But so I'm on Twitter on the weekend and then I see something about George Floyd. Someone's like, yeah, George Floyd was such a badass. He was like running with all these rappers and basketball players. He was in a rap video. He was in a porn. And I was like, he was in a porn? George Floyd did porn? That doesn't really come up a lot. But I was like, okay, I'll, uh, curious. My interest has been piqued here. So then I was like, I went and. I went and searched for the George Floyd porn because I was like, uh, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know why. I was just like, I have to see this, I guess. I'm like, please don't be gay porn. Please don't be gay porn. But it wasn't. It was super fucking straight porn. Uh, it was the straightest shit I've ever seen. But so then, uh, so then I was like, I found it, and then I was like, I'm gonna watch this. And I was, oh, this is another thing too. I was watching the news at the same time. So it's like, so basically the TV is on. The uh, America is burning. Like I have a TV on. America is burning on my TV. Then I have my laptop looking at George Floyd's porn. And then, and the girl is pretty hot. It was a really hot black chick. And then, uh, and then I was like, uh, you know, and then then I kind of just, you know, in memory of George George Floyd, I rubbed one out, which was very, very confusing. That must be like when you're like a straight guy or whatever, or at least you think you're straight, and then you like jerk off to gay porn for the first time, and you're just like, what just, what just happened here? What was that? What just happened here? It was weird. I'm telling you, I was, I did not get into it expecting to do that. I was not like, oh, I'm going to go find George Floyd's porn and rub one out, and then... All of a sudden, that's uh, where I was. It was really weird. Really weird. Really, really weird. So, especially with the whole scenes of, like, the country rioting and ro- protesting and all that stuff. Not my proudest moment. I'm not going to lie. Not my proudest moment ever. Um, but, yeah. So, so some good things have been coming. Police are getting defunded. 
let's you know let's take that money and let's spend it elsewhere because the I heard like the budget of New York's police is six billion dollars, which again because you know some and some people are not like let's defund the police. They're like let's get rid of the police. I do not want to live in New York City with no police. Okay, that is. Isn't that basically what Gotham City was in Batman, where it's just like the thugs were kind of running wild and stuff? Like, and that, that seems like a bad idea. Sorry, I'm not into comic books a ton, so I may have been wrong on that reference. But it seems like not the best idea. So I don't, want, I don't want them to just get rid of the police, but definitely cut back on the police. Like, where I live in, or where I used to live, sorry, in Toronto, like, they don't need all those police officers. Most of them are doing fucking nothing. They have nothing to do. And yet they're constantly, I mean, I'm sure some of them are working, but most of them are just nothing going on. So, uh, they're, uh, yeah. They're, so maybe they're getting rid of the cops in Minneapolis. There's actually a really funny thing too, was the mayor of Minneapolis, that dude, uh, what's his name? Jacob Fry or something. Real dweeb, total dweeb. Uh, he has not handled this well. He is, that's the thing. I mean, I guess when you run for your politician, you never expect you have to deal with really hard shit. It's mostly just like, you know, you're kind of a celebrity in your city and, you know, you, you give some money to a highway and you cut some ribbons. You don't make super, super hard decisions. But this guy had a lot on his plate. But so anyways, he went to some like memorial or not memorial, some like protest and he showed up there and then they were like, they basically put him on the spot and they're like, will you vote to defund the police? Yes or no? And he's like, uh, no. He's like, I won't do that. And then they booed the shit out of him. They're like, boo, get the fuck out of here. And he had to leave. And then at George Floyd's, like, uh, George Floyd got this baller-ass gold casket, really nice gold casket, the type of casket you see in a rap video. But so he uh, he had this, like, whatever service, and then there was this video of uh, the mayor again because he's probably, like, doing damage control. And obviously, politicians are scumbags. They're mostly sociopaths. You should never trust a politician ever. And if you do p- trust a politician, those are the ones you should trust the least because you've been th- – those are the ones that are the best at tricking you. Those are the ones you really should not trust. But so – he he basically went and he like grabbed the casket and he was like weeping like it was like George Floyd's mother or something like it was so over the top the way that the mayor was crying you're like you didn't know this guy you're probably crying because you're not gonna get to be the mayor anymore after this bullshit but it was pathetic it was a pathetic sight um, but anyways shit's going down the and there's another thing too in Buffalo so this is all police related but in Buffalo New York. Uh, home of the Buffalo Bills, uh, Bills Mafia. What's up? I think some people from this podcast, actually, I've looked at the analytics. We do have some listeners in Buffalo. But so I, I'm sure people have seen this video at this point. So they had this in like Niagara Square or something. They had a protest. It was like 25 people protesting. Like it was the tiniest fucking protest you could imagine uh, that you could think of. 25 people or something in this square. And then I guess like the they sent out this like elite unit or whatever they're all dressed like they look like they're in the fucking army they're like you know they're bash skulls and shit so they're out there and uh this old man who's like i guess he's like you know uh he's like a protester and he does lots of protests and shit so he kind of got in the face of this one dude who then just like had his orders were to clear the area so then the guy Everybody's seen this. The guy pushes the guy, 75-year-old man. This, like, cop pushes the man. The guy falls backward, smokes his head on the ground. Blood starts coming out of his fucking ear. Like, you're like, is this a movie? How is this even possible? I didn't even know you could bleed out of your ear like that. But, like, literally blood 
pouring out of this dude's ear. And then the cops basically just like the guy looks at him for a second and then just they're like and they keep walking. And then I think one guy went to maybe go help him and they're like, no, and we got to go. And they just left him. It was horrible. But so anyways, those two cops get fired. They've now been charged. And then this crack squad or elite squad in Buffalo, New York, uh, had it was like 59 members total. And so two of them got fired slash arrested and there were 57 others. And then the 57 others resigned. But again, when they say they resigned, they're not, not police officers anymore. They're still police officers. They're just not on this like specific squad force thing or whatever the fuck. But so, um, yeah. So then anyways, they resigned and people are like, yeah, way to go. Way to resign. And they're like, no, we resigned in solidarity with the other cops. We're not on the protester side. Because they're like, we were just following orders. You know who else followed orders? The Nazis. That is a bad, that's the thing. No matter what, you, however you need to explain this away, don't use the phrase, we were following orders. Not right now. What a bad look. You're like, oh, we were just following orders. Shut the fuck up. You can't say you were following orders. Even if you were following orders, which I'm sure they were, don't use that as your excuse. Say anything else other than you were following orders. Um... Yeah, a lot, lot, a lot of man, t- too much going on right now. My, uh, I had a couple, a couple weird things. Well, not weird things. Um, that remember the Grim Reaper guy? I don't know if anybody remembers because there's a lot going on now. Okay, so a lot of people are very confused right now, fair and rightfully so. About is do we need to social distancing? Do we not? Is COVID bad? Is it not? Like. They just need some straight answers. So the WHO came out today and basically said, yeah, uh, asymptomatic people, it's very unlikely that you asymptomatic people can actually transfer it. When, like, remember people were fucking washing all their groceries, like, a month and a half ago? Now they're like, yeah, people might be asymptomatic, but you can't really get it from them, so don't worry about that. But then again, how do you know if you're asymptomatic? I guess you have to get tested, but it doesn't seem like a lot of people are getting tested. But so there was that Grim Reaper dude when all this shit was going down and there were people on the beaches and stuff. And so this guy, he's like this lawyer... I think it is in Florida here, actually, either Florida or California. He's this like lawyer. And so he had this whole Grim Reaper outfit and he would go to the beach dressed in this Grim Reaper outfit. And he got tons of press. Everybody was loving him when it was still bad to go outside and be in like groups of people. The media ate this guy up. He was he would go to the beach in his Grim Reaper costume just to remind people, hey, if you're hanging out on this beach, you are killing yourself and your grandma and your neighbors and everybody in your whole town, you selfish piece of shit. Anyways, so this guy, the Grim Reaper dude, guess where he was on the weekend? Protesting in giant groups. Yes, the Grim Reaper, dude. It would have been nice. You know what would have been a fucking baller-ass move? Maybe not baller is the correct term, but uh, it would have been a, a a power move if you were to go to the Black Lives Matter protest with the Grim Reaper costume. Like, imagine he was so dedicated. He's like, look, I appreciate the protesting, but the Grim Reaper thing kind of supersedes. Like, if he was just so, like, insistent on being... Uh, just, you know, like just the same all the time. Like he didn't want to be a hypocrite. So he's just like, yeah, uh, you know, fuck. I really don't want to have to do this, but I'm going to the Black Lives Matter protest wearing my Grim Reaper costume. Just, you know, I support I support black lives, but you guys are all going to die. So got to got to bust out, got to bust out the Grim Reaper uh, costume. But yeah, so he's obviously protesting. So he clearly 
you know, it's one of those things where not a lot of consistency. Not a lot of consistency there. That's another thing, too, is uh, I think Donald Trump today announced that he's back on the campaign trail. In two weeks from now, he's going to be campaigning again, which you know what that means. It means crowds are bad again. That's what that means. That means all of a sudden, so we went from crowds are bad, and then it was now the past like two weeks, it's been, yeah, crowds are fine. They're not the worst thing. Racism is worse than crowds, which probably is. They're it's kind of an apples and oranges comparison. But I understand the people saying that, you know, this is important and that we should not think about the crowd thing. But also, these people were pretty absolutist about crowds being bad very, very recently. Like, again, these are the people who are like, you literally cannot go see your mother on Mother's Day because you're going to kill everybody. Not even just your family. You're going to kill everybody. Do not go see people. Remember, stay the fuck inside. Remember, everybody's like, stay inside. Don't go outside. And now Trump's campaigning. And now you know they're going to be like, the whole thing is like, it's going to go, it's, it's almost like they just, there's no self-awareness because they're going to go, the, you know, the media is going to go straight back to crowds are bad because it's something that they don't want happening. So they're going to be like, oh, look at Donald Trump and his crowds and they're all going to be idiots. That's the thing too. Everybody who's going to be at the Trump campaign is going to be an idiot. Now, granted, a, I'm not trying to compare the campaign to these protests. These protests are way more important than Trump's campaign. Uh, I don't have any doubt about that. I do think that uh, the United States does grossly need police reform. Canada, too. Everywhere, for that matter. I mean, actually, I don't know. I can't speak for everywhere, but I'm sure everywhere is bad. And, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing where it's like, you can always help. It's, it's not like... It's always something where it's like, you can always try and make it better. There's always room for improvement. But, uh, so yeah, we're, we're two weeks away from crowds being bad again. So if you're if you want to hang out in a crowd... Get it in soon because it's going to go back to being taboo and bad. I actually was uh, on the weekend. I went out to a, a bar. It's kind of more like a, well, it's a restaurant, but it came a club. So bars are still not open here. I think they're open, or maybe they open today. Actually, I think bars have reopened today, or maybe it's. I think they reopened today. Actually, yeah. In uh, or maybe it's this week. But bars and restaurants. Bars are reopening. Restaurants were reopened. But so I went to this restaurant that because bars were closed basically became a restaurant in uh, or a bar, sorry, in Fort Lauderdale which is like 10 minutes, 15 minutes away from me. It was fucking packed. There was, I, and I made a point of it. I actually thought it'd be funny if I was the social distancing guy at the club right now. Like you go in there and just literally every person, you're just tapping them on the shoulders being like, hey, sorry to be a downer here, but uh, you guys aren't social distancing, so... Yeah, just because the whole coronavirus thing. So if you guys could just social distance, that'd be uh, you know great for everybody. But no, I saw one person, one guy, wearing a mask. Actually, I also saw. Speaking of this, I mean, I don't know how many people here are sports fans. Michael Irvin, NFL Hall of Famer, Dallas Cowboys wide receiver. I think two-time Super Bowl champion, maybe three. Can't remember. Definitely at least two. I think maybe three. I can't remember. But anyways, he was there. He was at this club. It's pretty cool. I was like, hey, that's Michael Irvin. It's pretty sweet, too. He was like, literally had some 20-year-old girl on his lap. Because that's how you roll when you're fucking Hall of Famer. No matter, I mean, he looks like he, he lo he's in really good shape. He looks like he could be a 30-year-old. So I don't want to hate on him. He's in better shape than most 30-year-olds. But yeah, he was just like, 
chilling out. Michael Irvin, Hall of Famer. It's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, there was zero social distancing at this club. This place was fucking packed. So packed to the point where they were like turning people away. We had to like sneak in the side because we went outside for a bit and then they wouldn't let us back in. So then we had to like sneak in. It was, a, it was a whole thing. But I can tell you, a lot of people are very over this whole social distancing thing. They do not give a shit. A lot of people, and I don't know if it's a Florida thing because Florida has that reputation of just like doing what it wants, whatever. But uh, yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of people who are just like, you know what? I'm going to take the risk. I, I stayed inside for two months. You guys nonstop keep changing, uh, keep changing what the rules are. You know, you keep changing all the information. At one point, Fauci's like, yeah, you can never shake hands again. That was another thing, too. I, I have been just shaking every, not shaking everybody's hand, but I haven't like, Thought not even that I don't think twice about it. I'm just like someone's like, hey, you meet someone and like, hey, and you just shake their hand, and then and then afterwards I'll be like, oh, I shouldn't have shake their hands, but I keep doing it. I'm not stopping, and uh, yeah, so I'm probably gonna die just like everybody else is because we're fucked, or we're not. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you who doesn't think or what doesn't think we're fucked is the stock market. I don't know if, if any people here. I listen to this, uh, follow the stock market at all, but yet generally people say the stock market and there's a lot of debate over whether, um, you know, the stock market is really like the economy, but a lot of times they say the stock market is like a forward looking indicator and the stock market has basically said that this whole thing is bullshit. Unless there's other things, there are some other things going on, but for the most part, the stock market is making new highs, like new all time highs in certain uh, indices, which basically means that like it's shrugging it off and it's saying like, yeah, this wasn't a big deal. Nowhere near what they thought it was. Um, the the funniest thing, and the only reason I really bring up the stock market thing is because uh, is because um, Fox News. This was this this went pretty viral. Uh, Fox News put up this uh, graphic last week <laughs> about the S and P five hundred. Which is the in the main indice, and so it was. The, this is the, I, I'm going to put this up. It says per, uh, percentage change one week after an event. So this is basically it's a graph, and it's uh, how much has the stock market gone up one week after, uh, like a particular event. And these are the events. Okay, Martin Luther King's assassination, two point nine percent gain. Rodney King case acquittal, one point two percent gain. Michael Brown death, 1.2% gain. George Floyd death, 3.4%. Ding, 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 ding. The George Floyd death is making people money. Thanks, Fox News. What a ridiculous stat to put up. They should be like, and then they should be like, I wonder what an Obama death would be. It's like literally they're like, hey, every time a black man has been brutally murdered, this is how much the stock market goes up. I mean, based on these stats, Obama would get you 10% in a week for sure. I would have to think so. And if the whole family goes down, like, you know, imagine like there's just, you know, maybe a plane crash or go Kobe style or something. Boom. That should be good for 25%. What a ridiculous stat they put up. They got... They got lit up for that. You're like, thanks. Thanks for letting us know that the stock market went up 3.4% the week after George Floyd got murdered by four police officers. Appreciate that, Fox News, with the crack reporting. I laughed, though. It was funny. Um, they're... Uh, yeah, it's just tensions are running high. A lot of tensions, a lot, a lot of shit going down. I don't know. I wonder if people saw or if any of you saw the bike guy in um, 
Maryland. So this was a viral thing. Uh, it's a viral clip. So basically, and it was like this comedian in LA kind of started it. But so um, in Maryland on June 1st, there was this guy out for a bike ride and this like these kids and I think they're a parent or something. They were putting up like Black Lives Matter signs and the guy just like freaks out on them. He started um, like tearing down their things and he tried to like hit them with his bicycle. Like he was being super aggressive um, of this guy. And he was, yeah, basically he was hitting these kids and he was ramming his bike into them after becoming enraged because they were p- posting the flyers around uh, the Capitol Crescent Trail in support of George Floyd, which is in uh, somewhere in Maryland. So anyways, this goes viral. The governor of Maryland posts a tweet saying, like, if anybody knows who this guy is, he needs to be found now. So then the crack sluice on Twitter start looking for this dude. And then I guess there's um, this, like, Strava app or whatever where people, like, log go do bike rides and they, like, log their bike rides or whatever. So... They uh, they post, I guess someone found, they went and found like the, the path and the trail. And so they found people who did the bike ride that day. Uh, and then they started looking at the photos and there was like this guy who kind of looked like him, but not really. He was like a white guy with a similar glasses and uh, a helmet on, which, you know, doesn't help like identifying him. Um, clearly different nose, but anyways, so this comic, they started doxing this guy, his, this dude, uh, his name is, I guess I'm not helping. His name's Peter Weinberg, but Peter Weinberg, he was, uh, but anyway, so in Bethesda, Maryland, so this guy starts getting like death threats and shit and he like doesn't really understand why, but it's because everybody on the internet was like, this is the guy. And he's like, it wasn't me. He gave him the shaggy. It wasn't me, but he's just like, it wasn't me. And then he starts getting all these these like threats and people are like they someone posted his address online and uh he had to get like a police like to basically like mod on his block to like monitor shit so like someone wouldn't come and like kill him and he literally didn't do anything all he did was kind of look like a white guy a different white guy who was a piece of shit which is kind of ironic because there's so much stuff going on with like you know profiling and black people are like don't like being profiled and then people went and profiled this dude he the guy said he didn't even know what doxing meant and uh, yeah, and then people were trying to basically have this dude killed. They finally found the dude who it actually was. It was another guy. Uh, but it was just ridiculous that, I, I mean, it's crazy. It's just the power of mobs. The power of mobs can, you know, get police officers charged with murder when they weren't originally. Uh, they get them fired. It's so crazy, too, that the fucking governor of Minneapolis or whatever was like, yeah, we're just going to fire them. Like when all the riots happen, it's like, yeah, don't worry, they're fired. We got you. They're fired. They'll never be police officers ever again. People are like, yeah, that's not going to cut it. But yeah, mobs are powerful, but they can get out of hand. They can get out of hand real quick. I mean, perfect example is J.K. Rowling, the the Harry Potter author. So she posted this tweet. So she's been like, I guess she is what people call a turf, a trans exclusionary, I think, radical feminist, is it? I think that's what the R stands for. I don't really know. But so... J.K. Rowling posts this. She goes, if sex isn't real, there's no same-sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hate to speak the truth. 
You think she was wearing a Ben Shapiro facts don't care about your feelings shirt when she was uh, composing that tweet? And then she wrote, the idea that women like me who've been empathetic to trans people for decades feeling kinship because they're vulnerable in the same way as women, i.e. to male violence, hate trans people because they think sex is real and has lived consequences is a nonsense. I respect every trans person's right to live any way that feels authentic and comfortable to them. I'd march with you if you were discriminated against on the basis of being trans. At the same time, my life has been shaped by being female. I do not believe it's hateful to say so. And obviously, she got fucking destroyed. Oh, man, they came for her hard. They do they do not like her. Because I guess she's considered a trans. So she's a turf or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, they came at her hard. I mean, again, maybe she picked the wrong day for it because tensions were already high with all the rioting and the Black Lives Matter stuff and the trans lives matter stuff and the black trans lives matter stuff. Oh, there's a lot of stuff. But so uh, Charlotte Clymer, who's like, she's like, uh, what's her deal? She's, she's big on Twitter. She, uh, I think she worked for, so she's a lesbian, but she's a trans woman. So... Yeah, so she's a she she's a trans woman, but she's a lesbian. Used to be a man. She was in the army. She, I believe, worked for Hillary Clinton, something like that. She was in politics. But so then she replied, "The vast consensus of medical and other scientific experts validate trans people and urge affirmation of us. Your own country's medical organizations have said as much. You don't love trans people and certainly don't care about us." Uh, and then she says, I also, okay, and she, this is another thing she says, here are examples of British health organizations validating trans people, and then there are all these organizations, and then she cites the World Health Organization, the premier international health organization, and then basically uh, is uh, confirming her viewpoints about trans people, but the WHO, they're the ones who keep fucking up with all this coronavirus shit, that was my only one thing, I'm like, I'm fine with all that shit, I don't really care about any of this trans stuff, to be honest, I mean, they could do their thing, if J.K. Rowling wants to have an opinion about trans stuff, because she says, I'm a woman, and they're not, or whatever, I don't know, it's, it's not my place to decide, you definitely should treat people fairly, and with respect, and dignity, and, you know, you know, again, if people want to live the way they are, but it's like she can't have her own opinion. But my whole thing was just the WHO. I was like, fuck the WHO. They've been fucking us over since day one on this coronavirus thing. They've been so wrong. They're the ones who came out today and they're like, yeah, the asymptomatic. I guess we were wrong. They're wrong about so much shit. Oh, I don't know why I'm getting so angry about this. I bet people are like, is it going to take a weird turn with the trans stuff? I'm like, no, it's really just the anti WHO thing. I, uh, cause yeah, they just, they keep fucking up. I just, you know what? I've just been so mad about these curfews. These curfews have got me so mad because I moved to America because America's like the fucking land of the free, you know, the land with no curfews. You don't have curfews in America. They have the first amendment. That's the whole thing. It's the first one. It's number one, the right to peacefully assemble. But then I guess that was the whole thing with the curfews is they're like, I mean, no, I'm not even, the curfews were just basically politicians who were scared of their city's getting out of hand. But again, you got to let people protest. It's fucking America. Ah, okay. You know what? Rant over. I'm sorry. I've just, I got angry there. Um, all right. It's, we're, we're 35 minutes in. I think, I've, I think I've done enough here. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Uh, appreciate all the new listeners to the podcast. You guys are great. Uh, please, if you can, do me a favor. Just subscribe. Share the podcast. You know, anything. If you're listening to it right now, do me a favor. You know what? Just take a screenshot if you made it all the way to the end that means you liked it so just take a screenshot and post it on uh 
post it on your Instagram story. It'll take you two seconds, and it'll be doing me a favor. Um, anyways, I will see everybody next week. Be safe. Take care. Wash your hands. Bye.